We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, January 18th. We'll be taking a look at tonight's 11 game NHL DFS slate. We got some basketball today, also later on Grinders Live and Crunch Time. Obviously, also props and pick them. Get our props and pick them package. If you're not playing DFS and you just want props and pick them using our statistical projections, you can get that package individually, and your first week is like $9.99. It's way too cheap. Way too cheap. So get it while it still lasts. But joining me today, uh, back with, but not with actual internet as opposed to Tuesday, uh, it's uh, it's Tim Buell for uh, an NHL slate that, I don't know, seems seems a little bit more wide open than, than I expected. There may be some chalky value but i don't know from a ceiling perspective it feels like i could go i could go multiple places are, are we waiting on any news i know i'm in the discord i always check the the discord because it is the best place for nhl news rotogrinders.com slash discord are we waiting on like any type of like injury news or anything it doesn't seem like it but maybe we all no some some minor news out of seattle but i mean that's not gonna like make or break the slate um, Nick Smoltz perhaps is important. Uh, Johnny Huberto for the Flames. Um, but that's really about it. It looks like uh, Sean Couturier and Jamie Drysda- uh, Drysdale are not at morning skate. So that would hurt any kind of uh, plays from Philly a little bit. But really no- nothing like on the high end that's that important. Well, how about Dane in the chat? So how about Ovechkin? Because I know he didn't come back. On Tuesday, I know okay. okay. played the Capitals uh, on, and yeah. that did that didn't work out. I on on Tuesday, I I played the low owned Senators, did well with them, but I paired them with the the Washington value, and they other than TJ well. scoring some points, it really didn't really didn't yeah. work out as I, as I planned. But I mean, that's gonna. Ma- I mean, 
that should matter. I mean, Ovechkin, I, I mean, on Tuesday, he was he was cheap. I mean, he's like 6K or something, yeah. right? 6300. Yeah, he, he's he's very he's, yeah, he's very, very cheap. So yeah, I, I guess that is the the important news that I missed. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing huge, I would say. Um, is that is that important? Well, one thing that I I look at first, right? Being I'm a numbers person, right? I trust our projections. We I think we have the best NHL projections in the industry. Is just yep. getting a sense of the slate. Now you could run just like 300 lineups in lineup HQ. You could run different stack combinations, or everything like that. But I like going to this DFS stack values tool for DraftKings that we have on the site, and I like sorting by value. Sorting by value based on, you know, the, the mean projections that we have. And then that is we're looking at like, like raw, like value, like point per dollar value, but like who value, but still good enough raw points. And right. it seems like, like if you were to run 300 lineups in lineup HQ using like three, 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 two type of combinations, uh, it seems like you'd be getting a bunch of Ottawa power play mm-hmm. one line, one Greg, yep. Kachuk, Giroux, yep. right? Yep. You'd be getting uh, a decent amount of like Mont- that whole game, like Montreal won with Suzuki, Caulfield, and Slavkovsky, who I'm not, I'm never a big fan of playing chalky Montreal pieces because right. the Canadians aren't good. Uh, the third one that stands out is uh, the Sabres, right? We scroll down a bit, you get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cooch and Middlestad, Tage Thompson. You could throw in like a, like the power play unit with like Quinn or something. And then from like yeah. a high end perspective, if you're going to spend salary, it seems like top of the projections you're going to be spending you know a good chunk of your your cap on Tampa power play one. Even though Kucherov, when we take a look at uh, at Kucherov, isn't the best projected of like those nine K players. Like Pasternak is ahead of him. And of course we always have McKinnon there, but how how much much are you targeting really this call? Like, I feel like this Colorado Boston game, I don't know. It just, it feels like pairing people up like Pasternak, I can see playing by himself. I could see, right. you know, McKin- I, I just, it feels like I'd much rather either go down the middle or play Tampa Bay with Kucherov and Point and, and Hedman, you know, like it feels like I could get a lot more on Tampa plays one line, especially with uh, the wild, uh, not necessarily looking like the best of defensive teams. Correct. Yeah. I think the high end uh, pieces of the slate. Are the, is the most fascinating part of the slate because like usually we want to jam in these high-end studs but they're not in like these fantastic matchups like McKinnon going into Boston um you know Pasternak against Colorado like they're not um they're not like these amazing amazing spots so and I do agree with you Aut- Ottawa is going to be the the chalk if there is going to be chalk like they're going to be the high stones um, you know, Kachuk, Drew, perhaps Batherson, Stutzel, um, that kind of power play one stack is going to be quite popular. Um, I'm, but I mean, I'm very much looking forward to seeing like what actually comes out in terms of lineup construction on these high end pieces because 
they really don't stand out to me. Like I put in expert server today, my favorite cash game skater as Brady Kachuk. I, I, I normally never do that. Usually I put like, you know, Nathan McKinnon or David Pasternak or Connor McDavid, but they're so expensive. Um, they're not in the, they're not in the best spots and Kachuk is 7,600. So I imagine he's going to be a very, very popular piece today. Um, so yeah, like there's there's a lot of different ways that people can play these high dollar players, and it's gonna be it's just gonna be interesting to see uh, what what uh, people play. Right, going through going through some of these projections, I mean, it seems like there are, there are way more guys in like the six to eight k range that have you know projections in you know the fourteen point range that jamming those types of players in rather than, you know, paying up for an Austin Matthews or a McKinnon and going like the barbell type of build. Cause there's, is there, is there, is there really like this to me? I mean, just looking at, just looking at point per dollar value, just in lineup HQ, there's no really like standout, like cheap guy. Like you could say that's like, well, how about like Harvey Bernard or Slavkovsky, one of these like Montreal guys, but it's like, right. They're projecting for like seven, eight median points. It's not like, it's not, you know, right. These are like, you could, if you, would you rather do that or play a cheap defenseman or anything? It just, it feels like you scroll down a bunch and then you get to like Cole Caulfield. And I feel like, like yeah. these guys in like the yeah. five, six K range, I'd much rather play a one-off Caulfield, right. With a whole bunch of other, mm. like four, like four K defensemen and six to eight K wingers and maybe a cheap center or something like that then kind of like well i'm gonna play you know colorado power power play one and play like mckinnon rantanen druin like it, it i mean it, it's it i mean if you look at our stack rankings it, it will it will essentially tell you that because even if we go right. by by average projection like to me to me the the sneaky if you want to call it the sneaky mm. play on the slate i think mm-hmm. it's edmund Edmonton against Seattle because I Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay one is going to, I think is going to be higher owned than, than Edmonton. And I think they're both in similar spots. And I think that you could pair McDavid with Nugent Hopkins with, uh, with, with dry you know, with like, I always like, like to me, my, my in NHL DFS, my favorite one-off is always dry because right. he plays on that second that he plays on the power play, but he also plays on yep. the second line. So like, I feel like I could play him and not need to play like McDavid also. Right. Yet when you play like, yep. it's very hard to do that with Rantanen because he plays on the same line as McKinnon. So if Rantanen does well, most probably McKinnon has done well, at least with dry like you could say that you know his his other line mates have fed him the points, and it's not just a power play. And also, you got a lot more more people to choose from. You could play Bouchard, you could play Kane, or some someone like that on Edmonton, and uh, it's a less straightforward. But I don't know. I would you rather? Would dry, you rather? Dry, dry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I I was I was going to ask. It's like, would you rather play? as a one-off because we talk about this all the time about like these high price guys where if other people on their line 
or power play line are going to be also chalk, kind of chalky with them. You'd rather not play the high price piece as a one-off because the low price pieces tend to go, you know, if, if Nathan McKinnon has three assists, it's probably like, you know, Drew and probably scored a goal right. like, but. Or, and Raytonen. Yeah. Raytonen, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. People like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, would you play Kucherov as a one-off knowing that it's quite likely that point and Stamkos combinatorically may actually come in. If you're going to pay 9,800 for Kucherov, you're probably playing those guys rather than the Brady, the Ottawa guys in that range or the Buffalo guys in that range that like Kucherov would be the non one-off yet. Like it feels like Pasternak on the other hand, less people are playing Marchand and Coyle and those types of guys. Yeah. So the lightning have the best power play in the, in the NHL while, while the wild have one of the worst penalty kills in the NHL. So I'm worried that the lightning's uh, goals will come on the power play. So Kucherov would likely bring other pieces with him. Um, there are guys like uh, Pasternak that I would definitely play as a one-off. One, I don't think he'll be highly owned. And two, he can do it all by himself. So, like, Pasternak would be the guy uh, in this high end. Obviously, Connor McDavid, too. You could do that as well. Um, but, like, Pasternak and Connor McDavid would be my one-offs. While I think Kucherov likely will bring along his, his power play and even strength line mates. Right, which is, which makes me like I don't mind playing pointer Stamkos as a one-off, only because mm-hmm. they're cheap early. That seven K, I mean, they're not cheap, cheap, but they're cheap enough that if they Kucherov could like the the, the whole point that I always make here about these expensive guys is that twenty points isn't good enough in GPP. Like it's fine. Right. It's not like it's not like you could win, still win with Kucherov <laughs> twenty points, sure. And twenty points sounds like a lot. To a lot of people, mm-hmm. but at 9,800, 20 points by themselves is not like you can find that in the rest of your lineup somewhere. Are you getting your, your, cause you're ending up playing some $3,100 defender that may only score two points, right? You need these high price guys to put up 25, right. 30 points that like if Stamkos has two goals and he's sitting there on 23 points at 6,900, 23 points is pretty damn good. Right, because that's there's a, there's a yep. three thousand, a nearly three thousand dollar gap. That instead of playing that three K defender that may only have three points, you're playing a six K defender that may have eighteen points, and now the whole your whole lineup looks better. So I always get into these situations where I'm building lineups, especially for smaller field contests, where I like to set up these little groups of if I'm going to play Tampa Bay power play one, I'm going to I'm going to and Kucherov. Like, I'm going to play it as the line and then mm-hmm. just make a group where it's like if Kucherov is in the lineup, he needs to have at least two of his power play unit teammates with him. So I'm not making – so I don't I don't end up getting him. Yet with, like, Pasternak or, or McDavid today or even Matthews or McKinnon, I just, I just feel like – I just feel like it's quite possible these 9K guys don't – aren't as owned – as they would normally be on a slate because there's really, there's no standout like 3K winger value that people are like jamming in or 4K winger value. It's 
kind of kind of yeah like... and yeah and i think that the like this is just you know what i'm seeing and sensing i guess is that the raw point potential for this slate is lower than normal in terms of these high-end guys right so um jamming in these high-end guys and then having to go low might end up being uh not optimal right so like getting to these mid mid-range guys uh, might be more optimal, but the problem with that is that's going to be the more popular way, way to go, right? Like you go to this Ottawa team that's in the mid range or Buffalo that's in the mid range, they're going to be, they're going to be highly owned. I, I'm pretty sure anyway. So teams like Buffalo teams, like Ottawa uh, teams, like Montreal, like they're all kind of in that mid range. Um, they're going to, they're going to garner some ownership. But I don't think it's going to be there's like a lot more up. But 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 Tim, right, right, the mid-range yeah. is a lot more. Like you're mentioning, it's right. like, well, everyone's going to play these mid-range options. It's like, well, you just mentioned three teams, and there's 22 teams on the slate. Right, exactly, uh, exactly. I take a look yeah. here. Here's here's because I take a look at the line. You know who the big favorites are, and a team that's in the mid-range, maybe a slightly over, slightly overpriced that you would play instead of Tampa Bay, they would rate out lower. Uh, what about Vancouver against Arizona? Yeah, I mean, you know that uh, we've done enough shows together that I always love Vancouver because they have massive ceilings. They're they're fully correlated on the top line. They don't usually project well. Um, so it's like, are, are they going to get a little bit forgotten on this, on this slate? I think so, because they often do. And so I, I, I love Vancouver almost always in large field GPPs. Um, I think that's a great call by you. Uh, we do have a question in chat. Is Harry Pernard a good cheap one-off? Um, I don't think so. Not in large field GPPs because he's going to be the, probably the most popular cheapy one-off, right? So in cash games, Harvey Pernard is a great play. Like he's a guy you would play in cash, but as a cheap one-off in GPP, I don't really like that play very much just because he's going to be popular and we have a lot of options to choose from. Like I'd play him. Like if you're going to play Harvey Pernard, pair him with someone that correlates with him because most people won't Correct. Playing with a Gallagher right. playing with, with a Gule playing with a, a PP two guy on Montreal. Yeah. My, my attitude on this slate for smaller field contest, I'm focused more on the, you know, hundred to 500 entry contest. Uh, that like I don't I don't even want to play I don't, I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to play a guy that is 2700 like I'm not playing that construction mm -hmm. to begin with and I take a look right. from a value perspective only because I saw remember I only play like Tuesdays and Thursdays NHL sometimes Saturday yep. so I, I I always load up the slate you know the night before create my dummy lineups and I didn't realize that that uh, Jack Eichel was on the IR. So I'm like, this, I know they're, they're underdogs to the Rangers, but how do yeah, I not, Chandler, Steven, do I not Chandler Stevenson, one unit that looks like it's right. $3,600 players and a $5,800 stone. And not only are they on the power play, but they also correlate to line one. So it's like you get right. even strength correlation and power play one correlation. Obviously you could throw on an out a Martinez or a Marshall right or marshall so however you pronounce his name but he's online yeah. too but like these guys just seem 
Seem too cheap. I will tell like, I I will tell you that they are priced for their matchup. They have a two point seven seven implied goal total. Uh, oh. So, right, yeah, right. So that that is why they're that that cheap. So uh, I'm not saying they're bad, but I would say they are priced for a really really tough matchup um, against the Rangers. But for their price, I mean, if if you were going to pay, I mean. I mean, they're also projected that way. I mean, Stone is fifty eight hundred and only it doesn't even project for ten median points. So, like, he, right. this team does not actually rate out well. I'm looking more at like Stevenson and Dorofayev and and these yeah. guys. I mean, they as a cheat. Like to me, maybe I don't play uh, Vegas as like a four man, right? I'm not playing right. like PP one four man, but uh, twosies. Like playing, playing, you know, uh, uh, playing a Stevenson or a D- Dorofiev as a one-off, playing them together with like Alex Martinez or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even, even, dude, like even getting away with like like a a Nicholas Roy as a one-off, thirty-two hundred. Like I'm just looking at these guys going. I don't think people are going to play Vegas for the same reason that you would mention there. The goal total is off, right? But right. you know, Montreal is an underdog also. I mean, like. Like Montreal sucks, and they're going to be like five that's, times that's, his own. So, like, I look at like, look, why, why, why is why is Slavkovsky going to end up being like fifteen percent owned, while these these Vegas guys will be three percent owned? And like, why? Like, like only because it's like, oh well, Caulfield is cheap, and Suzuki and Ottawa's power uh, penalty kill sucks, or even strength or they defensively they're bad, right? But Montreal sucks. I said that about the right. Capitals on Tuesday. I, I was on this show because you couldn't make it. And I'm like, Capitals right. show value if, if Ovechkin doesn't play. But I made the big disclaimer that the Capitals are not like volume shooters or anything. So, like, the Capitals could easily win this game 2 nothing, And then you look at your lineups and you wonder where the points are. Right? right. You look at that and you go, no one gets the five-shot bonus. No one has more than one point. And you're like, what was what happened there? Like, I don't think they go out and score six goals. I say the same about Montreal. Like I like Montreal could win this game two to one, and you're sitting there going, "Where did all the points go?" Yeah, like uh, we had this game. I think it was Tuesday night, uh, San Jose against Chicago, and Chicago got a ton of ownership. But Chicago's terrible, and people want to stream against San Jose, which is fine. But Chicago sucks, and the game finished two one. You know, you know, it was like. No, no, nobody got there. So it's the same kind of deal with Montreal um, in this matchup. Ottawa is terrible defensively, but Montreal is nothing special. So um, if they're going to be popular, I think they're a, a a reasonable fade in GPP. Well, talk about streaming in San Jose. I, another team that we stream against is the Blackhawks. So we mentioned right. the B- Buffalo before. I mean, one yeah. one good thing I like about Buffalo now is that their power play and line one correlate together perfectly. I always like that. Yeah. I always like the line one is also the power. Also, all three of them are on the power play unit. Like, yeah. Like, do you? Can I play, think you, you gotta, can literally think... play all five power. Play, like, you could play. Yeah, I could. I could go right now and play Buffalo. I could play all all five power play guys. Like, literally all yeah, five think... of them. We had a uh, adjustment to that. They just had morning skate, so okay. actually the the uh, top line does no longer fully uh, correlates on the uh, top power play. 
but oh, you still so get kind of you still get you still get Tuck and Thompson on the on the top line and top power play, and then Benson is going on the top line, but he's on the second power play. So you okay, no longer get that. that middle stat is playing with the second line then. You're correct. Yeah, but that's still a that's still a really good power play stack. You know what I mean? I still love Buffalo tonight. That doesn't necessarily change a whole heck of a lot. Uh Benson at I think he's like 2.9k. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's fine on that top line, even though you, you don't get that uh top power play. Um, but I I but I, I don't mind it, it, look, I like the separation. I don't mind playing uh two Thompson, Quinn, yeah. and middle stack because at least like two of them correlate each other on the second line, the first and second line. Like yeah. I, I still, I still, I still don't mind that. And even playing Darlene with them, I mean, I was putting that mm-hmm. in before. Like you could, you could play all these guys, right, in your lineup. Like Quinn, right? You're taking up a lot of winger spots, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you play uh, like a uh, Saros <laughs> at goalkeeper. I mean, 4,200 remaining. I mean, it's a tight fit, but I mean, you could, you could, you could. That's when you could put in your, you could put in your Chandler Stevenson from the Golden Knights at 3,600. You know, I mean, you could do something like that. But you could could do do Ridley Gregg, right? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Right. If you don't want to play Dolan, right, you could do something like Gregg and then you could play Kachuk. Yeah, and the utility spot, and you have forty three hundred, and you could play. You could play someone like, like, Jab Jabo. I guess that's at in thirty one. I mean, you could do something like this, right? Yeah. No, no, I like that. I mean, but I Buffalo's like that not going to be sneakier. I mean, Buffalo's still going to be. I mean, Buffalo's probably, yeah. probably top top at least in the top five in ownership wise, right? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Rob is asking about why are we. I don't I don't want I don't want to condemn people, but why this this is this is where where NHL DFS there's an edge. Okay. So we have Rob in chat, and I, I don't want to call out Rob. He's like, how about that Seattle three line for a cheapie? So he's talking about Seattle's mm. three against Edmonton, yep. Toyvenin, Gord, and Bjorkstrand, which is mm. I mean. They're not cheap. It's very five paper, right? And yep. he's talking about Arizona three. Where where's Arizona? Arizona three, Bugstead, Gunther, and Cooley, or whatever. Yep. You know my attitude. Um, you get like good luck. Well, welcome to my contests. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I, be, I actually on an eleven I game always... slate. If you're if you're on eleven game slate, if you're looking to play. Like heavy underdog third lines, like I just I, like, dude, you don't need these. Like, if they do well, great. But I mean, you have to get everything else in your right li- lineup right as well. And the most likely scenario is that these guys give you don't give you enough, don't give you any. Yeah. So Seattle three actually plays a reasonable amount of ice time. They're actually a pretty decent line. So I I I would be okay with Seattle three. But not Arizona three. No, thank you. Um, play these guys Seattle as one three. off. I, I don't mind. So yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't mind. Like if right. you want to play Toivin and uh, Tolvin or whatever as a one off, go for yeah. it. But I mean, I'm not a big fan yeah. of taking minus two hundred plus two hundred underdog third line 
17 minute players, you know, like, like on an 11 game slate, like this is like the three, this, this is what you do on a three to five game slate type of thing. Right. So like, like just stick to the teams that are projected to score a bunch of goals. Obviously the larger contests that you play, the more these open up as options. Right. But like if I'm, I'm playing the $40, you know, 500, 550 man contest, like I, I, I don't, I literally don't play like I will. It's very hard, rare for me to play any underdog full lines for anyone, for mm-hmm. any, just, just, you don't need, right. you just don't need to. It's just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. And what ends up happening in these contests, you see these lines being three or 4% owned when they really should only be 1% owned. And then you see lines like, ten, like it's quite possible we go in to today and you open up the ownership in Tampa Bay. Kucherov is 14%. Point is 12%. Stamkos is 13%. And you're like, well, yeah, they're, they're combinatorically, they are the most owned line at an average of right. like 13%. But it's quite possible that they should be 18 or 19% owned, right? It did like it that they actually are under owned, even though they are the chalkiest line. For raw ceiling. And then mm-hmm. you may see that's you know Edmonton be like six percent owned, and maybe they should be eleven percent owned. And then you see all these like value stacks that are like two or three percent owned, and you go, these are all should be one percent, these all should be one percent or less owned as a stack. Right. And I think that's to me, that's the that's the edge, especially in this smaller field contest, because I I'm constantly amazed by ownership that. You know, I I open up I open up the app and I go why why is Nate some some days Nathan McKinnon is forty percent owned and I go why are people playing forty percent owned Nathan McKinnon Colorado one lines on a nine game slate with so many other options and then there are some days yeah. where you open it up and there you look and you go why is Connor McDavid only eight percent owned on the slate and you go what were people doing well, who are people playing right. Yeah, uh, ownership in hockey is very, very odd. It's definitely different than other sports, in my opinion. Like I could, I could see Ottawa on this slate being overowned. Yes, I agree. And it doesn't mean you don't I, play them. It's just that I think I'm, I'm more likely. So here, this, this is what I mean by price sensitivity. I think I'm more likely to play. Giroux as a one-off than Kachuk as a one-off, just yes. simply due to yes. the twenty-two hundred dollar difference in price. Yeah, I, I would not one-off Brady Kachuk today. And I think if you don't play Kachuk and you still want to play Ottawa, I think playing Stutzel the the the, the second line. Yeah, go to line two. Play, right, go with line two, who still have two power play one guys on it. And the thing or, about or go. Or go Bat- uh, Batherson, Stutzel, and Shabbat. So, like, do right. a PP1 stack without Kachuk. You know, that's one way of getting different in a really good game environment. Right, and I also get the sense that Batherson is the type of person that if he's the if he's shooting, that means Kachuk isn't shooting. Correct. Yeah. Okay. At so least like, on the at least at least at least, at least on, on the power, power play. play. Right. Yeah. But I feel like Baderson and Kachuk are more negatively correlated than positively correlated. Like Stutzel will get yeah. assists, right? But like right. it feels like yeah. like if Baderson scores, he's taking shots away from Kachuk and Giroux. 
rather than taking shots away from Stutzel, who's not shooting as much. Yep, I agree. Yep. Anything else? High, uh, you know, big picture on the slate. I mean, that's kind of what we do here at Roto Grinders today. Kind of big picture it. It's not, you know, not a deep dive. We'll have the slate summary out with Taylor. We'll have the expert survey yep. out. This is all for premium members. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. And obviously, we're always available in the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Join it. Get all the line rushes, the morning skate news, you know, goalie confirmations, everything like that. But uh, is there anything else that you're looking at, Tim, from an overall perspective that we have not touched on? Yeah, well, I'll be looking at, you know, I'll be doing projections today, checking out ownership uh, across the industry. Uh, definitely just checking out the high-end players and their ownership. To, to me, that's going to be really hard to gauge and see, like, where McKinnon, where Pasternak, where McDavid land today in terms of ownership because you might end up getting those guys very low owned. Right. And you may, I mean, especially like someone like Austin Matthews, like Austin Matthews, like we didn't even right. touch on Toronto against Calgary. We, right. Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about them. That's right. how, like that's if, how if, kind if, of strange. Yeah. Right. If Matt, if, if I told you on, on any, especially they have a good matchup against Calgary, but I'm even in any matchup. If I told you that Austin Matthews and, William Nylander both had four points. Right. Does that shock you? Oh, like Toronto no. scoring seven goals and Austin Matthews having right. a hat trick. I mean, like, right. There's, there's, there's nothing that prevents that from happening. And these guys have those types of ceilings that, you know, this may be a slate that Austin Matthews is sitting there in, in your contest at 5% ownership. Mm-hmm. And he scores 40 plus fantasy points. Now, but you'll yeah, also we'll have, we'll ha- yeah. So anything, so so that's it. So basically, check the Discord, check the slate summary, check the expert survey, check everything out here at Roto Grinders at Tasteful Tides. You could always, uh, it's be- it's better, Tim. It's better to actually mention you in the Discord than it is on Twitter. It is. If you ever actually want to talk to me, hit me up in Discord. Yeah. Right. And we got NBA stuff later today. Are you are you on any of the NBA shows later? Also, not not today. Not today. Not no. today. Okay. This and weekend so we do be. have NBA, and uh, I also understand that they're canceled. I mean, uh, so tomorrow's game, the Golden State game, is canceled or whatever. I saw someone in chat saying that the weather in Buffalo doesn't look all that good. Maybe there's a chance that they cancel the game in Buffalo. The Buffalo. Chicago Blackhawks game. I no, they canceled it I yesterday. I don't think they're going to cancel it again today. Okay, so this is this. Just... So this game is the game they were supposed to play yesterday. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any yeah. worry about. That. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any worry about that. Yeah. Okay. And there's no worries here. So whenever you tune in Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, hit that thumbs up button. On your way out the door, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Programming note, just when I've been reminding people all week, just so people don't think I died. Next week, there's no shows. That that Tomorrow's the last show until February 1st. I'm going on a cruise. I'm going on vacation. It's cruise season. It's cruise season. Yes. I'm going on, Tim, I'm going on two cruises. Back to Where back. are you going? Where are you going? Uh, the, Four, four nights into the Bahamas. 
Yep. And then four nights to Cozumel, Mexico. That, that sounds warmer than that sounds warmer than Maine, Blunder. Sounds warmer than everywhere. I, I all I have to do is survive three more three more days of cold weather. We're gonna fly to Miami yep. on Sunday. Get out. It's gonna be like seventy two degrees, and I'll be like, okay, I'm this, this is good. This is good now. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm not a beach person, so I don't. I don't. It doesn't even matter. Like, oh, I've gone to Bahamas, going to the Bahamas. My my wife, uh, her uh, my her, her mother, on the first cruise. The second one is a wrestling cruise, so there, I don't even care about that. Uh, that's, that's a that's a theme theme cruise. So we decided to yep. take them because the biggest expense, Tim, is the airfare, right? Right. So it's like if, yep. we're, if we're gonna fly down to Miami for a four night Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling cruise, I go to Carnival, and we've gone on so many Carnival cruises that you know we get these deals and stuff, and I'm like, is there mm. any any deals? And it just so happens that this four night Bahamas cruise. It's like, do you want to come on this cruise with like, and you just have to pay like the taxes. I'm like, well, I I would love to do that. Right. We're going down there anyway. So give give me a $68 cruise. Four night. Fine. Give it to me. (laughs) So that's where I'll be. But people will still DM me. Have fun. Tim, Tim, people will still DM me. I guarantee you I'll be on the cruise. It'll be Monday. Mm -hmm. It'll be you know, Monday at three o'clock and someone will, someone will message me asking where's the show. Right. right. Something like that. Yeah. Am I dead? Right. Has anyone seen him? Right. They didn't see me tweet for two days. Is anyone dead? Did I get fired from Roto grinders? That'll be another one. I guarantee it's be uh, Oh, he hasn't done a show all week. Uh, did, did, did Roto grinders get, did he get rid of blender? Like I'm going to get that. Right. And then I do my own, my own streams, my own channel. I'm going to get messages there. It's like, Oh, have you stopped doing these shows? And like, this is why I, this is why I remind people every day for a week. So hopefully, right. all the people just normally listen. That yeah, right. That just because someone misses one day. Look, Tim, your internet was out on Tuesday. You didn't you didn't right. die. You weren't dead. Nope. Yeah. Still here. <laughs> Still here. Stuff happens. Okay, so hit that like button. Yeah. Hit the notification bell. We got grinders live later tonight. We got crunch time for the NBA slate. We got MMA tomorrow. We'll be talking. Uh, I'll be having a uh, John Squirrel Patrol on. We'll be talking NBA and MMA and and no and NFL. We got NFL playoffs. We got a four game four slate game, on draft. Four, four game slate. A re- a real slate. I'm excited. A for real that slate. One. So we're mostly yeah. okay. So screw the NBA. Tomorrow is going to be NFL playoffs slate and yep. then some MMA. That'll be with Squirrel Patrol. So tune in tomorrow. Tune in, tune in normally, other than next week until February 1st, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>